0: Welcome back to the Grad Life podcast. Joining myself here today is the President and Vice President of the Irish Student Consulting Group, Cormac Galloway and Anya O'Neill. Cormac studies commerce at UCD and has been with the ICG for quite some time now. I had the pleasure of working alongside him last year setting up Belfield Strategy Group. Cormac is currently interning at KKR in the Client Partner Group and Anya studies finance at UCC and has been involved with the UCC Student Managed Fund. UCC Accounting and Finance Society as well as the ISCG, and is currently a Fund and Investment Operations intern at Fidelity Investments. Okay so Cormac do you want to start off today by maybe telling us a little bit about the ISCG as a whole for any listeners who aren't quite sure of the organisation?
1: Sure so uh, the Irish Student Consulting Group is uh, evidently a, a student society about consulting and we have nine branches throughout uh, some of Ireland's top universities and we offer kind of a range of functions for students to get involved in. Uh, most notably, our kind of bread and butter is definitely our client projects, which have actually kicked off today. But we've plenty of other stuff and opportunities where students can get involved. And in I'm looking forward to chatting them about them all in more detail later.
0: Great. So you've both obviously been um, in the ICG for quite a while now. How did you get to your current roles, and and what drew you to the ISCG in the first place?
1: Yeah, happy to jump on that. So I. Remember clearly applying to my first project with the ICG, it was the ICG expansion project that ended up being quite a success. Uh, and I remember not getting picked for it. Um, so my first project with the ICG was actually with Zip Mobility, which was a name familiar to me being a UCD student, and I'm delighted to see some of their recent successes as well. And we actually have even managed to do another project with them. Uh, so I was a student consultant on the Zip project and that was a great I think introduction into the group. After the Zip Mobility project, I went on and became a senior consultant for the New Infusions project, which, was a, which is a herbal tea company based in Donnybrook. And that was great. I definitely had a chance to use some kind of more hard skills, uh, which was my first kind of bit of exposure into kind of some market demand analysis and stuff like that. And I found that really interesting. After that, um, I had the pleasure to co-lead the project with uh, Brian Harnett, um, who's now in Deloitte as a consultant uh, for, with Movember. And it was kind of redesigning their student ambassador program in Ireland. and really enjoyed that as well. And about the same time around that, the ICG was expanding very quickly. And I believe at that point, the Trinity branch had been founded. And I was selected uh, to found the UCD branch, of course, alongside yourself, Lucia, and what was an amazing founding committee. I'm sure you'll agree. Um, And we had a great time then into the new year. Around the March or April point was the renewal of the kind of national committee of the ICG, and I applied and was lucky enough to be selected as president. And uh, having been having fun with that ever since.
0: No, definitely. Um, sounds like a great experience. And Anya, if you're happy to to share your experience, brilliant. Thanks, Lucia. So, uh, really, I
2: suppose mine was quite similar. Um, I first got in contact with uh, Rory O'Neill, who was the Head of Membership Development of the ISCG back in the summer of 2020, who approached me because he knew I had a lot of involvement in other societies about founding the UCC branch. So I was Vice President of the UCC branch that year with Liam Granger as President and really enjoyed setting up that branch and in the meantime really got stuck into the client projects very quickly. Uh, I was senior consultant of the private tutors project on my first one, and then went on to co-lead the Rashakir project, which was for a charity in Lebanon. And around that time, uh, as Cormac had mentioned, the renewal of the management committee was coming up and really I suppose what drew me to the role of vice president was just the involvement with all of the branches and making sure that they became uh, I suppose societies with a real presence on their own campuses and supporting them through I suppose becoming more established societies in colleges so that's really how I ended up here.
0: Yeah. And I mean, as you both kind of mentioned, you helped set up um, different college branches. So you've seen ISCG through um, kind of a, a period of huge growth. I mean, it's definitely been exponential in the last number of years, setting up college branches and things like that. Do you think anything has changed about the IECG that has attracted a lot more students? We've seen um, huge increases in the amount of applications for projects. What do you think all of a sudden has triggered this?
2: Well, I think definitely a big element of it is just that the ISCG offers such a unique experience to students in comparison to other societies. So I think often with some student societies, there can be a bit of a disconnect that you can either be on the committee and be very involved in planning things or else as an ordinary member, there's not much to do beyond, I suppose, attending events and things like that. And sometimes people are just looking for a bit more to do. And really, I found what's great about this is that as a consultant or in all of the various aspects you can take part in as a developing member, there are so many things that you can do uh, either on a committee or not on a committee. So I definitely think just the unique experience it gives to students to really use their skills. And really, I think anyone who's in the ISCG would say it just gives you so much to talk about in an interview or on your CV or anything.
0: Completely agree. I know having. Partaken in a multitude of societies the icg is definitely one that really tests your skills and and builds a huge amount of employable skills and really gains you contacts and things as well in the industry and i think it really connects with other people um you know within a similar mind frame a similar work um ethic to you which is a huge a huge benefit i suppose um and then both of you um, have secured um, quite good internships recently. Cormac, you're at KKR and uh, you're at um, Fidelity, Anya. Do you think partaking in these projects and different activities with the ICG has played, had a huge impact on, on getting those internships and how you've performed in them? Cormac, yeah, I'll come i think, to you first. I think
1: definitely... Um... I think like I definitely encourage people to get involved in in anything whatsoever, because that's obviously what's building experiences. And it's those experiences what you're going to draw on in an interview. Um, and I know for me, like when I was in first year in UCD, like I was maybe playing a bit of rugby, but I wasn't involved in, in any societies whatsoever. And it wasn't until I'd actually gotten to that stage of luckily within my uh, course structure in commerce as the internship kind of built into it. And uh, it wasn't until I got to that interview stage that I realized how many experiences I'd actually um, had the chance to go through with the ICG. And I was able to draw on them really specific examples in the interview that were kind of tailored to the role. And I was definitely glad I'd gotten involved at that point. So yeah, without a doubt, I think it definitely helped me anyway.
2: Uh, Well, myself and Cormac both come from courses that have that placement opportunity built into it, which is fantastic. And I definitely think it can be very intimidating for students facing into applications for their first job and interviews for their first job, maybe an internship or a placement as part of their course or even a grad role without having work experience in their industry really that they're looking to get into. So this really offers a very unique opportunity to students to build on those teamwork skills and write reports and edit reports and do market research and everything like that without having to gain an internship or anything. And that really makes it a lot easier in interviews, I think. And I definitely found that myself. I think all of us in my class who had been part of the ISCG as a consultant or project lead or committee member uh, really felt that we had a bit of an edge in those interviews and a lot of real world experience to talk
0: about. No, it's so valuable. And when you're in those situations and interviews, being able to really rapidly draw on different experiences you've had with the ISCG it's just hugely beneficial and um, we've spoken a lot about the the projects I suppose but that is probably one of the main attractions of the ICG. but it's certainly not the only thing that they offer and um, talk us through maybe uh, Cormac about some of the other things that the ICG facilitates for students.
1: Yeah absolutely um, I think a huge recent success we've had and I know Anya will agree about this is our case competitions so as we mentioned earlier we, we have nine university branches. While we do have members from outside of those branches, I just want to mention quickly that uh, you don't need to be from a branch university to get involved in the ICG, absolutely not. And recently, Keen David, our director of competitions, along with his uh, very competent team of all the heads of competitions and the branch committees, worked very hard to pull together branch competitions for each of the universities. And so each university hosted a branch competition where teams sign up in various sizes, tackling kind of a business problem all day, and then presented to a panel of judges that kind of consisted of you know, judges from our lead sponsor, Deloitte, uh, our other sponsor, Accenture, and kind of other supporting uh, firms that are actively involved in a lot of the activities we do in the ICG. So each branch then from those competitions would have had a team that would have been nominated to put forward to our InterVarsity competition that happened just at the end of January there. And NUIG took it home, uh, which is kind of their, their pride uh, of that committee and Sabrina and Jordan and all of them that uh, were on that team uh, and it was a great presentation as well and I think that there's competitions like that, that uh, you know just delighted to see everybody come together and to really see students from every corner uh, coming in and kind of showcasing their talents you know networking developing new skills uh, a great adding a great item to our CV to be kind of a national case competition winner I think that's a great example of uh, another thing that we've recently done very well and I definitely invite Anya to jump jump into any of the other activities we've kind of been doing recently.
2: Absolutely, so I suppose one thing that I think is fantastic about the ISCG and our committee structure is that for every position on our national management committee, we have a corresponding committee member in each of our branches. So uh, to take, for example, me- a membership development, our head of membership development, Kiran McCarney, has committee members across the country supporting his efforts and all of his events and also spreading those to all of our network, all of our branches on the ground a bit more. So that's one example, but really we do that this with all of our um, activities. It's the same with PR or competitions as, as Cormac mentioned and yeah it's just been great to really connect all of the universities and I think that's another thing that makes the ISEG very unique that you're networking and you're working with people from all across the country.
0: Yeah definitely and I think for me on top of that connectivity across Ireland something that really was tangible was the energy and motivation of all the students that get involved and um, you know and it's it's hugely beneficial to, to you know bounce ideas off people are, who are highly motivated and energetic. You know, I think sometimes working in group projects, we don't always see that element of other students. Um, what's it like for you guys being head of that organization and managing and steering that talent? Cormac, yeah, do you want to take that?
1: Yeah, definitely have uh, definitely have moments of uh, imposter syndrome and the likes, I think. But uh, yeah, to be honest, like I always feel blown away and I'm constantly in awe of the people I work with. Uh, with the ICG, like it's generally some of the smartest, hardest working creative people to work and that, that just makes everything run quite smoothly to be honest I'm not going to sit here and act uh, like I have any clue whatsoever what I'm doing in, in steering it but um, yeah you know I think everybody's really good at their job and I think one thing that we like to do is to kind of when somebody is elected on merit into a certain position be it a director at a national level or a branch head uh, I think we really like to give them a lot of ownership over that area to so say in the competition examples I was mentioning there, like those were absolutely keen and his team and everybody who competed in them competitions. And I think he can really take so much pride in how well that went and just the feat of what what that was. And um, so I think, you know, it's, it's genuinely a pleasure. And I think, yeah, like it doesn't, it rarely feels, I won't say it never feels like it's uh, it's work or I, I never have to uh, maybe, you know, sit down and go at it and stuff like that. But if it wasn't for genuinely how good, the people are, that are, you're constantly working with. Uh, that's what makes it kind of run so smoothly, to be honest. And that, you know, starts at every level from really competent consultants who are coming into projects with amazing energy through the guidance of senior consultants and project leads who are, you know, run those projects that have been given advice by Luke, our director of client projects and kind of the leadership trainings to all of the branch committees. Like I think with the nine committees or the nine branches and the national committee, like you're talking about close to, if not over 100 students in positions of responsibility throughout the country and like that's such a huge thing at scale do you know what I mean like that'd be a fairly large company if you were to put it like that you know so we're, we're no management gurus and I think it is just everybody's uh, enthusiasm willingness to just get stuck in um, and just I think how nice everyone is to work with as well. Is
2: that for you Anya? Yeah absolutely I mean really I always like to go back to the way Cormac describes a client project that it is like the ultimate dream group project, because everyone wants to be there and everyone's so enthusiastic about it. And that really is it. And I think really, if you look at all of the people in our organization, they are just so talented at what they do and everyone has different aspects. For example, our head of publications, Owen Beecham, has been working on and I suppose a plan there to have students be able to contribute articles to our website and to our medium platform, and has written the most amazing I suppose how to write 101 guide and that's something that myself or Cormac could never do because that's just such something he's so uh, he has so much expertise in and I think really that's a big part of it just trusting in the people you're working with and knowing that they know way more about their area of expertise than you do <laughs> uh, despite <laughs> your position and really it's just made the whole thing so easy.
0: Yeah and I suppose for you guys and a lot of people it's it's been a phenomenal opportunity in that way And your engagement has really paid off. What would you say to anyone maybe that is interested in getting involved, but doesn't have so much confidence or is a bit unsure approaching such an organization with such talent and, um, you know, high achieving um, members, or maybe they're not from a business background? And what would you say to those kind of people? And is there a place for them in the ISCG?
2: Yeah, well, I think one thing I'd even start off by saying for this is that I recently had a first year who was in first year of commerce, had no involvement in the ISCG approach me and say, you know, I'm thinking of signing up for the competition. Uh, Do I really have enough experience and things like that? And you just have to encourage people to go for it. And really, I think, while it's said a lot, everyone really underestimates the value of hard work and a hardworking committee member or a hardworking consultant on a project is more valuable than any i suppose hard skills or soft skills than anyone may have because it's just a commitment to it and really just having that interest and driving on with the hard work just makes such a difference so i definitely think if you have the time to give it's more about if you can put in a lot of hard work if you can show up for meetings and do your work and ask lots of questions and contribute to a team. you are already going to be a fantastic consultant or committee member.
1: yeah, definitely echo what what Anya's saying there as well, and I think uh, the key as well is definitely definitely just sign up. And just getting stuck in, be it a, your first time doing a competition, like there's plenty of people on you and I, among many other team members who spoke to people who were nervous about entering, they'd never done a case competition before. And I wouldn't be surprised that these are people who ended up being on winning branch teams or placed very competitively at the national level as well. And, um, you know, with our projects, uh, it, they are something that has become increasingly, increasingly competitive to be selected for. Uh, like I think we're kind of, we're fairly open with the figure, uh of 30 percent, which is kind of flat line what it has been for the last few rounds to give people an idea uh like that's a 30 percent selection rate onto the client projects and kind of a motto that we have and a motto that i probably repeat a little bit too often to Kira on our director of membership development is uh like how can we kind of cater to that over 70 percent? so i think when you're applying to a project you know like there's there's uh you know infrastructure for lack of a better word we've kind of built around that to say a key addition to the team this year is DeAndre then and ucc with anya who's our our director of HR and talent uh so if someone takes the time to submit an application and get invited to an interview it isn't time wasted we do have kind of a feedback loop there that you know written feedback will be provided to every candidate and we want people that should they not be selected their project to be able to succeed in projects going get going forward and i think people you do find that so many consultants it is their maybe their second maybe even third or more time that they've applied to a project and it's, it's great interview experience if not anything else to and you know, th- we do try our best to offer ways in between the project rounds. You know, we have projects in the summer, uh, kind of at the start of the college year, and then projects have kicked off today on, on the Monday. I'm not sure when, when the podcast will go live, but uh, hopefully applications are still open. If anybody's listening and wants to apply, they can navigate themselves to our social media and, and ju- just throw in the application. Um, I, I guess in terms of a more tangible tip, I'd say beyond just get, getting stuck in, I think a lot of people probably uh, underestimate the written side of the application. I think you you know it's uh it's it's not the best impression when somebody just maybe submits their CV and doesn't write anything, or they might write a sentence because there are people who really do research the client at hand. They take the time to tailor their skills and lay them out in the written application to you know what the project is going to be. I would definitely encourage people if they're. Uh, if they're really taking it serious and they're really keen to get on a project, definitely take some time with your application because there is quite a high volume. Uh, every single one of them will be reviewed by by multiple people uh, in doing that. So just to give yourself the best shot, kind of put the best foot forward and uh, definitely do put a bit of effort into the into the written side.
0: Okay. And so the um, current applications are opening and they when do they close? Uh,
1: so just in a, in, a, in a straight week. So it'll be next Monday, the 14th, I 14th? think is uh, the yep. date for that.
0: OK, perfect. And then for the next round, for some later listeners, when when do you open up again? Is it sort of early summer?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So okay. looking at about June and currently all of the projects are uh, about a four to six week deadline. So we have shortened this slightly just to make sure that it's not affecting anyone's exams. Obviously, when you have projects that you have people working on from nine uni- universities or more trying to schedule it, not to clash with any exams can be quite difficult. Uh, So we're currently looking at a four to six week timeline for all of the projects.
0: That's great. And in terms of I mentioned um, students from different disciplines and and things like that, what is the variation like um, in projects? And do you see a, a great deal in difference when it comes to the different organizations and charities and businesses that you're working with?
2: Well, it's definitely something we're trying to work on to get even more diversity within our applications. I think it's not really acknowledged enough that if you look at any top consulting firm, let's just take McKinsey, I would assume there's more engineering st- engineering graduates in there than there are commerce graduates. It really just is like that, you know, um, myself and Cormac know somebody recently who's joining McKinsey from an astrophysics background. So really you do have to take into account that the skills that apply to consulting, such as problem solving and working so well in a team, that really can come from just the person themselves and not from the degree they do. So definitely it's something we're trying to work on to recruit more STEM students. But I think as well, if you look at the variation in our projects, we've really tried to bring this in so that there's something to suit everyone. So for example, Last year, we had a project with SIP Mobility in which the team was responsible for GIS mapping, which is a lot more technical than something that I've ever been involved in in my time in projects. But that's a great opportunity, too, for somebody else who has those skills to get involved. So definitely, we think that if regardless of your degree, there is a project for you.
1: Definitely agree. I think I'm continually surprised by... Uh, the diversity at which consulting firms are hiring from it is there is no discipline that they're they are not hiring from from what i've seen and i think at the moment uh being honest i think our current project uh mix of of consultants definitely isn't matching uh and i think we're definitely not there yet and i think it, it's tough to try and attract you know stem students and students outside of business but uh i, I would really hope that it isn't something that's holding somebody back is thinking that uh they need you know to be studying a business discipline to uh to get into consulting because as i kind of saying there, like with consulting like there's a really structured methodical approach to problem solving and i think that actually does lend itself to you know the engineer or to somebody who's maybe studying a hard science who kind of knows and is methodical in research and stuff like that not that they're then on the flip side of that isn't plenty of room for study somebody who's studying an arts degree or um you know a degree in english writing or whatever it is and somebody who maybe has more of a creative side because you know as a team as maybe a common thread through this conversation on you saying like this everyone has loads of different strengths and loads of blind spots and stuff like that so we do try to put teams together in a diverse way uh we're definitely still trying to improve it but uh i'd hope that it isn't a deterrent for somebody um not being from a business background and applying
0: definitely i think it's worth mentioning on that note um you know the icg includes people of all different levels in university be it the first year of college up to master's programs. Um, I think you'd agree with that, Cormac.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. Like I always remember uh, who, uh, someone who's now a very good friend of mine, uh, Philip Black. I remember it was the my first project or my second project senior consultant. And uh, there I was, with my new flashy title or, or so i thought and i was in charge of a certain area of the project and, and here i was telling uh one of my now good friends philip of kind of what to do in the project basically and uh, he was someone who had just entered their final year up in ulster university and he'd done a year in pwc and i had no idea effectively what i was doing and there was you know other people on other projects i'd worked with in masters in certain schools and it's a great way to network beyond kind of maybe your undergrad or your master like everything from Anya saying we do have first years getting in touch that are super enthusiastic all the way up to I just saw an email come in there from somebody somebody who's studying uh, MBA in Trinity so somebody who has actually gone into study again after years of experience so that there's really no limit uh, to who you could be placed with uh, on a project absolutely.
0: And uh, just on, on that note as well what do you think your proudest achievement is at the IACG or any involvement in your projects that you're particularly happy with or that you've enjoyed? Anya do you want to take that one?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, Well, I suppose I've enjoyed so much of this and really for me, I would say it would have to be the Rashakir project. Uh, One big element of the ISCG is that as well as working with businesses uh, in client projects, we also work with a lot of social impact organizations and charities. And last year I had the fantastic opportunity to co-lead a project with uh, Calvin Kearns, who's now our director of client engagement for Rashakir, which was a rapidly growing, but still very small charity in Lebanon at the time in Beirut that were set up in the wake of the Beirut explosion in 2020. And I suppose really the team there were unbelievably enthusiastic and just so talented and everything, but they just, they had so much work to do on the ground that they didn't have the time to think about the strategy of where the charity was going. They had so many more pressing issues. And being able to, I suppose, take that workload away from them a bit and do our best in, I suppose, coming up with partnership strategies, looking at fundraising strategies, bringing in the diaspora to their fundraising to create more steady streams of income and everything like that. And using those consulting skills and now seeing that charity growing, that they were very small when we started. They've now opened a full-time office. You know, their social media following has grown so much. And definitely, I think that just had to be the highlight for me. And Cormac.
1: I think it'll be tough to follow that one up, but uh, I'll, I'll do my best. I think there's definitely some uh, there's definitely some big achievements that I was thinking out uh, that, that stand out, such as you know kind of securing some of our sponsorship this year has just been a game changer for uh, you know just putting a multiple on on what we can do and how much we can scale. Uh, however, like I think the one that actually comes through to me is maybe what might be seen as a kind of on a smaller scale and it ties back to kind of what we're ultimately trying to do here. And I think phrase uh, we kind of come back to in guiding a lot of our decisions is just how is this providing more opportunities for more students and I think some of my genuine proudest moments throughout the year have been when I've seen that the ICG has had you know a direct involvement in somebody getting a successful job placement or job opportunity and I think as we kind of started off this podcast talking about you know how maybe me drawing on examples of my time in the ICG has has helped in an interview sense yeah, and there's a lot of indirect ways, I think, you know, it builds there. But uh, there's been a couple of times throughout the year where, you know, I think through the network of the ICG and through the people we know, like there's just been some placements of students outside of the projects, outside of these other things that I do. Like I know I can, like a really cool one that I, uh, I will be delighted to, mention is uh, I know there's Maria Cairns who's a computer science and business student in Trinity who uh, just through kind of a random mix of connections uh, managed to be a good fit in the NDRC as a kind of business operations kind of uh, associate for the next few months which is the Ireland's national accelerator Then in Dogpatch Labs like that's just a huge startup scene there Uh, and there's 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 a handful of other examples and I'm sure that that handful will grow to many more uh but I think those have been some of the things that I think have been uh, some of my proudest moments have been those successful placements uh, of students but uh, there's definitely some bigger flasher achievements in the last year that I don't want to drown out either
0: definitely it sounds like you guys have been very busy over the last while and uh, certainly m- making the most of it I suppose where do you see the organization going forward now having had all these amazing um, achievements behind you
1: I think in the last uh in the last two years really of course um a big enabler of our growth has been just the pandemic and people going from home or uh, working from home, sorry. um, And we were able to do all these events virtually. And it's so great. Like I remember on one of the nights there, I had three of our case competitions up on, on multiple devices. I think I borrowed my dad's phone to get it up on, on the zoom of another one, you know, and, and it was mad that I was able to even, well, maybe at least watch, not probably comprehend all the different presentations that were going on at <laughs> once. And I think, you know, going forward and the committees ahead, like I'm so incredibly excited to see what, comes about uh in the branches just being way more involved on campus and being able to sit in an auditorium in a year's time and watch the national intervarsity competition and showcases of talent or to for to imagine project teams that are you know working in the project rooms in the library and stuff like that like i don't you know Talking about that, like not much is necessarily going to change in what we're doing day to day, but I just think it's in bringing people together more, like more physically and in person. I think is going to be a really cool advancement, Um, and I think beyond that, where do I think where do I see it going? I think there's there's a good momentum that's been built. I think there was an incredible shift put in last year by last year's committee uh, and being able to build on the work that happened there and the establishing of some of the initial branches and the kind of establishing a lot of the professionalism and going forward and and scaling and scaling. And I think you're constantly just feeling it's getting bigger and bigger. And there's a bit of a snowball effect there. And I don't think it's going to be anything drastic in the future. I think we did have that exponential growth maybe this time last year, maybe, you know, 18 months ago now. But I think it is just a nice, slow and steady build. And to me, I think I find that, uh, I think it validates a lot of the hard work that the years gone by have put in, that they have put the time in to structure this in a good way, that is sustainable, that it is something that people are entering college and, leaving college and continually returning to it and getting involved in the kind of offerings that we do have available.
0: Definitely. And Anya, what are you most excited about coming up in the organization? I think I'm really
2: excited just to see uh, how we grow on campus as well. And I think it's something that I said and was a big theme in my interview for vice president almost a year ago now that I really thought would have materialized by now about having in-person events and really having more of a presence on campus. Unfortunately, with COVID, that has taken a lot longer to come around, but I'm definitely really looking forward to seeing us operate as some of the more traditional societies do of having all of those things, you know, the the socials and the in-person events, but still keeping that kind of the client projects and all our other activities at the core of that. And definitely, I think even just seeing the clients that we're taking on and the clients we're working with uh, just kind of go into the real kind of fast paced growing startups, sector I think that's really interesting and just being able to work with such fantastic companies I'll be leading a project for Riley a fantastic startup myself this semester and just seeing all of those clients keep coming in it's really amazing
0: definitely and um, I suppose for anyone listening that uh, wants to get involved what is the best way to get in contact with you guys
1: i think for any for any general query uh you can always just ping an email to team at icg.ie i think if you have something more specific you will find other contact emails directly uh i think you know feel free at least to connect with myself i won't speak on behalf of everyone else but just you know send me a connection request on linkedin send me a message with a query happy to happy to answer anything there in terms of uh where to find us definitely just on kind of the main social media i think you can sign up on the website to receive the emails and just be on the email list uh, and that's probably the main area we'd send a lot of like we do have for companies reaching out to us asking us to share certain opportunities and, and those all go out in the email but we do have of course our instagram and linkedin and i'd, I'd make sure that people uh, are following not only the icg social media but also their specific uh brand social media I, I don't think i'd back myself to name all of them in a row without missing one i think i don't know if i'm gonna dump that on anya Um, either um, but you can find your local branch social media I think so you've UCD in Belfield Strategy Group, you've Trinity which is our DU Consulting Group, UCC Consulting Society, ULCES then in Limerick so the UL Consultants and Entrepreneurs Consultants and Entrepreneurs in Galway is our NUIG branch, you then have the Ulster University Consulting Society Open Ulster University, you've Queen's Consulting up in Belfast and our our eighth branch is uh, our NUI Minute branch and our ninth branch, which has launched in DCU, which is our DCU Consulting Society. And I've probably butchered a lot of those names there, uh, <laughs> but I've done my best. Anya, please correct me.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're okay there. Yeah, it got That'd through be nice. them all. <laughs> got through them all. um, You're well able to to list them all out. But thank you both so much, Cormac and Anya. It was great talking to you both today. And I strongly encourage anyone to join the ISCG and get involved if you haven't done so already. So thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Lucia. Thank you so much, Lucia.